Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of So Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is Hi, and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. It's been a fast week. Today is Friday, January 29th, 2016. And our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart. Welcome, everybody. We're honored. We're blessed that you're here. Dr. Tim, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I got your text. What's that? He's not on. He's not on. Oh, okay. Well, then, we'll take another approach. Welcome to the show. And I was going to just bring Dr. Tim right in since we missed him yesterday. But I guess we're not going to do that. We have a beautiful sunny day here in Ellington, Florida. It's probably 67, 68 degrees, sunshiny. And we're just packing up the van to head over to Orlando for intensive time. We have a couple days to get settled in there and start on Monday, welcoming people into the airport and folks driving in. So we're honored that everybody's here to be part of the show and to create a boost in this understanding of the process of true first century Aramaic forgiveness, the willingness to look at and to move through whatever we hold that is less than love that is within us. The word forgive in Aramaic, we, we caution people to uh, to think remove when you think forgive. And that since the culture's taught us to let other people off the hook, we've been taught to think that somebody else is responsible for what's happening inside of us instead of recognizing that we're the one who's feeling what we're feeling because that's what's inside of us. And so we're here to share that technology of forgiveness, and we're delighted that you're here to join us and be part of it. Dr. Tim, welcome. I uh, I got your text from listening to yesterday's show and would love to hear if you have any support, feedback, thoughts, or intuitions. Welcome, sir. Yes, thank you. Uh, I was I was here when you said I wasn't here. So apparently uh, there's a phone system glitch, but um, I, I thought I was going to be on the show yesterday until the very last minute, instead of being able to drive and be on the show, I was in somebody else's car. So uh, that's why I wasn't here yesterday, but I did hear about the show and then I got to listen to it last night and again today. And that was wonderful, powerful sharing. Thank you. Um, one of the thoughts I had was that over all the time I've known you, I hadn't heard about <clears throat> the road rage, but maybe once or twice years ago, and yet in the past few weeks, we've heard that story three or four times. So I wasn't too surprised that another level bubbled up because you kept mentioning that story. Must be getting ready for it. Yeah, and that's how the unconscious works. It keeps throwing us hints. And that's what I think is just so wonderful about relaxing into the tool of regulatory speech and my being willing to pay attention to what I notice in my speech or what somebody else points out in my speech because my unconscious really does want me to know and clear up the garbage. And it will keep sending me information information 
that will point me to the pain, anger, fear, sadness, the disintegrative energies that I'm holding in my system. And if I'm willing to be open and look at what it's pointing me to, to look at and then apply the tools, well, you know, you were a living example of it yesterday. That was just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And oh, I, I had I I had the idea of, of the grief as I was listening to you. And I wasn't sure when you said that you had the grief come up, whether it was something that was triggered as a wave of what you were sharing or a reaction to the fact that I was supposed to be on the show and I wasn't to support you in that. And I just breathed through it with you and thought, wow, you know, that was that was very intense. And then I didn't, you know, my thought was with that level of grief, I would have breathed a little bit longer. But you you took a breath or two and said, okay, let's go back to the phones. And, and you were spot on, so congratulations. Well, it was a... Um just a slight flash of grief around some, some loss in that arena. And so it was, I had been breathing previously and moving a lot of energy. So fortunately it moved pretty quickly and I hadn't realized uh, that piece of information about bringing up that story so much recently. Great catch because that's, you know, it obviously was a signal just, well, this is getting ready to surface on another level. By the way, the, a piece that I missed when I was talking yesterday around that whole, when I spoke about my chest starting to thump was, and I don't know how I missed this except that it was just not in my field of awareness at the time, but we were, you know, moving around and packing stuff here. And all of a sudden I've got this thumping going on in my chest and it is just total, complete physical fear. You know how if you're startled by something really, you know, and, and there's that, Bump. Well, it went on for probably 15 minutes. It was just, what's at the root of this? What's at the root of this? What is this? And it was just total physical fear. And so being able to breathe through that was was pretty sweet and a whole new level of clarity in my lungs, even again on another level this morning. So thank you, everybody, for your support. I heard from several people. So anything exciting happening in your world? Patterns to share? Thoughts to share? Well, well, before we move to that, I thought I'd ask, did you get any insight into what was the trigger or what that deep fear was resonated about from the past? Yes. Yes, actually, it went back to, and I think I shared some of my uh, early experiences pre-birth and into birth, and the I didn't get any clear pictures or clear this is it or you know any trumpets going off saying oh it's about this but the sense I had and the whole thing around being treated as a human being was that in the birth process you know after six days of Pitocin kids pretty beat up and then they announced that to my father that I'm not going to live and the sense was I'm not being treated as a human being here and that was kind of the root of that whole goal, that whole thing that set the whole uh, process in motion. Well, and I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, because we are such energy-aware and resonant beings, that some of the fear was fear you took on because you came into a world where your parents were probably being told you weren't going to live. Imagine their fear. Imagine the atmosphere of fear around you at the time. And since you're still basically having your mother's blood going through your veins, all of those neuropeptides related to fear would have been still floating through your blood. Absolutely. That energy of fear had to be there. Right. And I have processed through over the years many layers of, um, I guess, empathy and 
sadness regarding what, as a sickly kid, I mean, I was in and out of the hospital so often. I mean, it was reliable. The first two weeks of school every year, I was in an oxygen tent. And, you know, so many, I mean, I was allergic to everything. We lived on a lake and I wasn't allowed to go in the water because of ear infections. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so often I've just tapped into both my mom and my dad and it's like, oh my God, what they went through. And I I am so thankful that my, both my children were just super healthy and had none of that to deal with. But I, I just can't fathom what a parent must go through with a kid who's on the edge of life and death continuously for years. I mean, it's just like, ah, so I've, I've definitely breathed and processed and, and done a lot of work around that one. That's a big one. And my mom was a saint. Well, and that's a wonderful thing that you had that I deal with a lot of people have over the years, including having members in my family who've had children who struggled with serious health issues and uh, again we were blessed in my family that people dealt with it in that very loving way and yet as one might imagine not every family is able to draw on that that awareness of that love when the stress is up and the chips are down so lots of people have had additional traumas added because of the angry and fearful responses or unpleasant responses to the the fear about illness in a child or the loss of a child within a family. So I hold the space of love for you, your family, and all of those who go through that on a regular basis, and and I support people in trying to learn and use these tools, which are, to my, to my personal experience, phenomenally effective at restoring love and dismantling the fear and the anger. And many thanks for my introduction to this work. Are you there, Michael? Oh, excuse me. I was muted. I was just saying uh, thanks for that part of the conversation because this is another piece that I think was the trigger for this whole event to to happen over the the last several days, and that was the latter part of last week. Jeannie and I watched a movie, and if anybody's got anything to process in this regard, really powerful film was called My Sister's Keeper, and it's about a young girl who literally is genetically modified at conception in order to provide organs for her older sister who has cancer. And she, at about the age of seven, her sister's like, you know, you've done this enough. You've got to stop. I'm going to die. That's just the way it is. Let me go. Please sue mom and dad to stop them from doing this. And so I hadn't really thought of that playing into all of this, but it certainly, uh, certainly fits. We had just watched that a few nights ago. So, Thank you for the guidance. Well, you're quite welcome and deserving. And um, I got introduced to the the pattern very, very early in life and am very grateful for the tools. And uh, I've had a number of experiences just in the past few years where I've been able to share these tools with people who've been going through family health crises and loss of children in their families for years, for decades that I've known them, and I haven't had, you know, tools that were anywhere near this effective to help them process things. And in the past 10 or 12 years since I've been working with your tools, I've I've had the opportunity to extend it to immediate family members and extended family members and friends who've been dealing with those issues, and it's just a huge blessing. Nothing like a little support from our friends. Well, let's check with Jeannie and see if there's anything happening in the chat room, or if there's anybody in the phone queue with a hand up. Sweetie? 
Okay, let's unmute. <laughs> Challenge here. Okay. So, no, there's a few people in the chat room, but no questions, and nobody has a hand up. So if someone presses one, you're first in line. Oop, we had a hand just go up. So area code 413, you're on the air. Who do we have? Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Michael. This is Linda from Massachusetts. Hey, Hi. young lady. Welcome. Oh. <laughs> I'm just calling just to report something that um, – it's very helpful for me this morning, and I would just oh, take a breath. Just got so triggered in rage this morning over something, <clears throat> and um, I was uh, started a worksheet, and then I reached out for support on by text to a couple of people, and by the time I reached out to the second person, this grief just started coming up under the the rage and. The, what I want to share is that how helpful it was to um, reach out. From the moment I reached out, I could feel things starting to move and shift, and I laid down, as recommended, did some still point breath work. And, <laughs> and I just want to say, it, I could just feel a shift just by reaching out by text. I didn't have anybody here to support me in the breath work or, or to say, hey, you know, hold the space for me, but just um, through the air. I was able to get support, and um, I don't really know. I wasn't able to trace it back to any specific happening. It just was a familiar feeling, and um, it um, was, I feel the energy moving a lot now that I started to talk to you. But I just wanted to share that, how helpful it is to have support um, and how powerful it is and how much I'm looking forward to coming to the laws of living this can't wait to be there. Awesome. Well, we we hold the space for whatever this layer is about, and and it's a good point to make that uh, when we can reach out, even to someone who's non-local. You know, there's been lots of scientific uh, study on non-local healing where people aren't in the same space, and I think that we can explain that pretty easily by the simple fact that literally every thought we think, every energy we engage in. sets up an energy field and since the physicists verify for us that every molecule in the universe is in continuous communication with every other molecule in the universe then when we can call on someone and they can direct that presence of love to us they are literally spraying that energy toward and on us and that's the master healer that's what loosens everything up that never belongs so good point thanks for sharing it yeah, I did. I will say one thing that came up when I was doing the worksheet was the rage came from. Um, well, I'm not sure exactly, but what I was also in there was embarrassment, <laughs> and I think that the embarrassment and the rage are tied in together somehow. And um, anyway, I was, I have more to do on that. Um, but I did a bunch of worksheets and then laid down to do some breath work in it. I didn't. After I was through, I didn't feel like I had rage at the individual that triggered me, which is very nice because <laughs> I live with him. Uh, and um, he wasn't here at the time, and I, I just a little bit... Not not to mention any names, cute. right? Pardon? <laughs> what was that? I say, I say not to mention any names, but I live with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well... I think we don't have a clue who you're talking about. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I've also been working with... Um, Susan Darnell, um, I, I wanted to connect with her for months or maybe even a year since I first heard her on the radio and we finally connected and she's been very helpful too and I just wanted to give her acknowledgement and appreciation over the airwaves. So thank you very much. Well, she's doing some awesome work in the world and has, um, when her intuition is in, she's in it, she's just so right on. It's amazing. It's fabulous. And so we certainly appreciate her and the way she's impacting the uh, city of Wilmington and, and of course, several other folks like yourself from around the globe is pretty powerful, pretty awesome. Yes, and also Julie Haverstick from Heartland, my my buddy as well, who's been with me through a lot of stuff the last two years. And, um, wow, she's just been amazing. I just feel so so grateful for all of you, everybody, Dr. Kim and everybody that calls the show. Really, really helped. 
me, especially lately, I guess because I'm coming to your workshop. It's like, I just feel like there's like this higher intensity and like um, driven isn't the right word, but just like really on purpose and really focused on what's happening with me. So, um, yeah, so these things, well, for sure, the these storms are part of the process. So I just remind myself, oh, yeah, it's just about me. It's not about whoever, whoever. Right, right. Exactly. And, you know, when you do connect with, when you do make a commitment to an intensive, the intensive starts right then and there on the spot. And uh, so so that's, you know, connecting to the energy of that group. And it's always interesting to see who comes together and how they come together and how this, the the um, the theme of the intensive for people is there's always a theme to it and there's one developing in this um this codependence one coming up. We haven't uh, gotten the evaluations out and back for laws of living yet, but it'll be interesting to see what the theme is. Yeah. Well. <sighs> okay. I, I um, appreciate your being there, and I, I guess I'm I'm complete right now. Well, All right, you. young lady. We hold the space, and we'll look forward to seeing you in just a couple of weeks. Thank you. Awesome All right, love. bless Bye-bye. you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I love it. It's awesome. It's awesome how the space just keeps moving forward and, you know, things that perhaps would have people unconscious for days, weeks, months, maybe even a lifetime, gets resolved in minutes when we choose to be conscious and we choose to stand in that place of willingness and able to observe ourselves. So pretty fabulous. Jeannie, anybody else with a hand up? We do. I think it might be Rex. Five one seven, you're on the air. Hi everyone, it is Rex. Hey, welcome, young man. Hi, Michael. How are you, brother? I'm good. Good to hear your voice. There's awesome been, there's been a disparity well. of that the last several months. Well, it's been a really busy time, and it's going to be that way for now for the next probably at least a month solid. Um, we're moving with the Ruka Group, and things are really happening, and. Um, shortly we'll be able to introduce it more, but I just that's where my business has been primarily. And I, I did want to mention um, a, an amazing healing that happened today. It was just spontaneous, and it was so powerful and tremendous over something that was um, initially felt and, and looked a little silly, actually, which is, I think, quite often the case. But I thought I would just share that, if, if you're open to that. Please do, of course. Um, well, well, here I am. I'm in uh, my my car, which I've had. I've been driving for about 15 years. It's been a beautiful Cadillac and wonderful car and durable and never stranded me once. It always took me wherever I needed to go and, and developed quite a fond relationship with it. And just a just a great car. I mean, and and so I, it, I reached a point where it was time to retire uh, Divinity. That's my car's name. Um, and it's on the license plate. It's actually Dignity because I couldn't put the I in there. At any rate, the car, um, I had it in my driveway for a long time. I've been shopping very much for a car, and I normally buy a used car because I don't want to take that hit off the lot, but I was able to find an offer and then work the program to a point where I was able to get a car that is normally, you know, I was able to get almost $10,000 off the actual price of a brand new car, which was, you know, awesome. the hit that normally happens. So I, I did it, and I bought the car last night. It was a long process, brought it home. I noticed when it was happening, I was uncomfortable, and I was uneasy, and I was breathing and canceling goals and tapping and letting go of things, you know, and felt pretty good and excited about it. I got it home last night. And today they came and um, picked up my Cadillac with the tow truck. And as they were picking it up, I actually, you know, I spoke to my car and said, hey, they're going to be coming to pick you up. I know this may sound a little weird to people, but for me, it's like when I'm in relationship with something, even if it's inanimate, I talk to it and I have a kind of a communication to it. And so anyway, uh, my car was like that. And, you know, I so I was... Let me know, you know, hey, you're going to be towed away and they'll probably take you to a junkyard. You're going to be serving another process and thank you for all your service and, you know, acknowledging it. And, you know, uh, as I was doing that today, I started feeling this intense emotion. And I went, 
wow, it really was surprising actually in the moment. I, I felt surprised and I I went, wow, this is kind of unusual. This is my car, you know. And uh, <laughs> ah, a little bit more there because this, there's a lot to this. And what came up for me is, you know, I, I thanked the guy when he was pulling it away and as he drove away, I came in the house and Brea and Mitzi were here and Shaylee was sleeping, my granddaughter. And I came in and I said, I just feel incredibly sad. And they looked at me and they acknowledged it. And, and then I felt real young. And I thought, and my thought was with it, it was, this is silly. This is a car, you know. And, and what I did is I sat down and I just breathed into that feeling of sadness. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I went into another room and then came back and Mitzi and Bray were busy. And it was just my car. I was being towed away, you know, no big deal. And I asked them, I said, you guys aren't really supporting me here. And I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and the result was, as, as I unfold this, it'll be, we'll be able to see how this all ties together. And it's so powerful, I think, for everyone to just pay attention to those little things. I regress. I apologize. So Mitzi and Brea asked me, well, she paused. She said, well, well Dad, what do you want? I mean, we're, we're listening. I said, no, 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 you asked me what you could do to support me, and I just would like you to just acknowledge that I'm having this experience with me, please. And so they just quieted and, and looked at me and said, okay. And I sat down, and uh, Michael and everyone had just so much grief and sadness and pain and all this started surfacing and I was canceling goals and tapping and releasing and letting go. And it, it just, it, it came in waves. And it was about my car, I thought. And then once I released that sense that it was my car, which was the object of my attention, um, then it went to um, having an experience. And the key was I didn't have my car when I was a little boy, and that's exactly how old I felt. I felt really young. So I, I knew intuitively and logically that it wasn't my car that I was, quote, upset about or having a feeling of loss to. And then it, right away it linked to my son's transition uh, a couple days ago, well, to the 27th. Yeah, today's the 29th. The 27th was Journey's third anniversary, the anniversary of my son's um, transition, my youngest son. And so that's been a bit challenging and emotional, but, but pretty good, you know, just moving through it as it surfaces. Well, another layer of that came in and mixed in with this feeling of loss with my car leaving. And then, and then I hadn't seen this before. All of a sudden, as I forgave those realities and allowed that to surface and let calm be, be replaced with love and, you know, the upset be replaced with a calm love. And then I saw an image of my father, and he had died 25 going on 30 years ago and there hadn't been a resolution with that experience and all of a sudden I saw him laying on, not him, but his body in this lab and, you know, at the morgue and we were identifying him and mourning his loss and and then as I, I forgave that reality in me and just let it go and breathed and connected with it and, you know um, I, I moved into something even deeper and all of a sudden I started seeing myself and feeling myself more realistically of being this little child that had forgotten. And then what came out of that, forgotten my connection to my source. And this is the first time that I've had that awareness come to me. But it was something, it was just each time is, a, is different. And I'm sure those of us that are doing this um, process and unfolding this part of us sees that it's a, it is a process of unfolding. At least that's my experience. And as I uh, opened it up, I just, again, reached another level of grief and sadness and just tears pouring out of my eyes and, and forgave those realities and let it go and canceled goals left and right and just opened things up more and more, kept breathing. And then I just moved through it. And as I moved through it, I was able to connect with those moments when um, the, where I started accepting the lies that I was something other than love, where I actually um, 
you know, I recognized it and I saw it and I could feel myself being real young and real little and I could see myself as well as be myself, that little child, in the memories. And I just, periodically I was sitting in my chair and Bray and Mitzi were just quietly holding the space and supporting with love, which was amazing. Uh, and I was just going through this process and breathing and, and uh, you know, forgiving those realities over and over again and seeing where I had set goals. And what what came out as I was able to, and I, I've been using a lot of the tapping in conjunction with the forgiveness, and I find it to be very empowering and very supportive because it covers areas that are, it's just helpful. And and as I do that, it, it just I just let it go. And it was really, truly, I, I was, I am so inspired. That's why I called the program because I, I am busy working, but I said, no, nope, I'm going to call because <laughs> this is really valuable to share for all of us, I think. And also I love that, that I can share this and have a witness, have you all be my witness to this experience. Um, and as it, as it started coming to a, a place where I was feeling more calm, I started seeing some very major thought patterns that were around my idea of struggle, of making things hard, the idea of suffering, the idea of um, feeling pain in my body, um, and and uh, uh, let's see what else the other one. Um, oh, the, the biggest piece of all of it for me was I recognized that I had let go of my joy. And I tried to buy my joy. And and that was a piece that was just, I went, oh, wow. I mean, I could logically look at that in the past, but as an experiential thing that was happening in the moment, when I saw that I had taken on my mother and father's ideas of love and life, approval and acceptance, actually, that I thought they called love and life, and that was that I had to go into the world and I had to buy my joy back, which was just a false image of joy. Anyway, it wasn't even really joy. Um, and once in this moment when I was doing that, this was just a couple hours ago, and, and when I was letting that happen and allowing that to just come together, the, the joy that bubbled up, and I just, I have just felt such joy. And it, it's, I've had that experience before, yet now it feels more like it's mine. And I don't mean in a possessive sense, just that I recognize it more fully in myself. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> uh, one piece sweet. that was also linked to it. Oh, go ahead, Michael. I apologize. I just sounded around there. No, Thank I was you. just Anything. saying sweet. That's that's to, uh, to hear that kind of movement and, you know, several times you've processed through, you've been working through layers of that old, the development of the non-being self. And uh, it sounds like perhaps uh, part of the grief and loss was per perhaps an identity built on, well, now I've made it, I have this big, beautiful new Cadillac. Now I'm, now I'm really something. And as that symbol of that self-approval, self-acceptance disappears, the collapse perhaps of that aspect of the non-being self back into the truth of who you are. Sounds like to me like part of what you're describing. Michael, that is very articulate. That's excellent. Because that's the experience I had um, back in 2001 when I sat in my new Cadillac, you know, the SDS, beautiful car. I sat in there and I just, I turned it on and I said, this is my car. And it was like getting into a spaceship for me. It was such a little <laughs> kid thing. You know? Now I've got <laughs> and, it made. Now I'm really somebody. And I did, yes. And that's exactly true. Well, here's the really cool piece that I just got as you said that, Michael. That was so good because the car I bought is a brand new Optima. And it's actually the first mm -hmm. brand new car I've ever bought, you know. And and uh, it, it's it's beautiful. It's white, and it's you know, but but I felt last night I was sitting in it, you know, looking at it and looking at all the buttons and checking out all the stuff and trying to figure out how to do all the technology and stuff, and I felt happy, but there was a sense of 
emptiness. And and I was aware of it, and it was all the very thing you were talking about. Rather than I would, in the past, in the unconscious part, I would link getting this new thing, this beautiful thing, to that I am more or I am acceptable now or I am equal to or I'm a good person now or I'm going to be loved or I am loved or some version of distortion. Mm -hmm. Being that I had done and have done so much work around this, I couldn't transfer that to the new car. Right. It just, it wasn't okay. I, I just knew I couldn't. So what I was left with was the issue, <laughs> which is great, <laughs> which which I couldn't make it something outside of myself. So when I saw this series of events happen with my new car and then my old car, uh, it's like, wow, you mean I can actually just be who I really am, be genuine and authentic, be the loving human being that I am, and be in joy without having anything or having anybody tell me anything about me or whatever these past ideas were that I had linked to it. Or having an identity based on my stuff. Yes, that's the same thing I'm saying. And basically yes, that's, that's, a, that's, better, the, that's the game of the culture. Yep. That's the game of the culture is, well, you'll be valuable when you get the new job, when you get the new house, when you get the bigger house, when you get, when you get, and, you know, it's just all uh, identity based on stuff. And then if we build an identity based on stuff, when the stuff goes, of course, the identity collapses and most people get lost in that well of pain rather than processing it as you did and went, oh, there goes another piece of my non-being self. I'm ready to be done with that. And, and, and that would, to me, would be the, uh, the reason why you'd be able to really tap into a whole new level of joy and being. That's awesome. Nice work. Nice, yes. nice work. Thank you. And thank you, Michael, for all your loving support and Jeannie and Tim as well. I, I didn't catch the first part of the program, um, but there, there's, uh, for those of us that are a part of the community that have been a part of it for a long time, we, we have, uh, I'll speak for me. I have, and those people that I know have a deep appreciation and, and uh, a gratitude for this community, for what we share with each other in consciousness and in um, support and healing is just remarkable. And it's, uh, you know, we're taking it off into the corporate world and it's exciting and it's busy and we're doing a lot of stuff, but it's, it's opening up and happening. We're excited about that. And as we get ready... Um, we should be able to tell you more about it and, you know, and, and share more on the program. But for now, cool. it's just, we're getting real close to it, and it's exciting. Lots of things happening. Awesome. But, but the awesome. main thing I really wanted to share was my uh, appreciation and gratitude again to everyone and everything, and you, Michael, for the – and, Tim, you quoted this before. First, I said I'm talking to Tim. Is he on the program? Yeah. I'm here. Cool. Hi, Tim. Um, uh, that, that Tim has said something, and I've quoted it so many times because I thought it, I think it's right on, and that is, well, and it may not be a quote. It's my paraphrase if it's not a quote. But I have never, and I'm going to say it in the first person, I have never to this day, um, no, more accurately, this is the most comprehensive body of work that I have seen in any area of psychology, religion, spirituality, metaphysics, healing work, you name it, all of those different pieces and many more. Michael, your body of work that you have put together is the most comprehensive body of work that it can address every facet, and, and it does. And it allows each of us to tap into an incredibly deep level of that pure joy and that human being that we truly are. And I, I just extend a you know, heartfelt, warm, hug and you know me I'm hugging you so this gratitude and Jeannie and Tim and uh, this community is carrying it out and we're taking that and and uh, uh, Susan Darnell and her amazing work she's doing and I'm just really excited about what we're doing and and uh, we really are here to support the world changing and uh, people recognizing who they really are and it's exciting yay Yay. Awesome. Well, keep us posted. We appreciate you and uh nice piece of work. And uh that'll be a 
a vacancy and identity that will be filled with still probably on a day to day basis still a more and more and more intense powerful presence of love and that's pretty awesome. So have a blessed day yes. and uh we Thank see you Mark give so a hug for me. Okay. Take I certainly care. will. Blessings everyone. Thank you. Alrighty, bye bye. We have two callers. Go for it, sweetie. Six seven eight, you're on the air. Who do we have and where are you calling from? Hello? Hello, Area Code six seven eight, you're on the air with us. Give us a name. Where are you calling oh, from? Oh my goodness. You know, I, I didn't push anything. I was I actually typed something in the chat box. Oh, my name is Donna. Uh I'm in Atlanta. Hey Donna, welcome. And <laughs> Well now that you're here Thank we you. might as well talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I could identify with, um, I choose to remember the person's name that just got off the phone. Rex. And Rex. 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 Because I do the same thing with my vehicle and also with my plants, uh, the space in my house, I mean, everything. And I've done work around my vehicle, too, and and when things have come up, um and what I learned for me was um, it's okay to bless me also, you know. Mm, yes. Gift yourself with that same blessing, you know. And and when my car, my truck was, something was happening with it, didn't know what it was, but every, you know, I always get regular checkups with it, things like that. And it just needed, it was really me, though, <laughs> And to extend that to myself and uh, and to forgive those uh, realities within me where uh, religion says you can't bless yourself, you know. So that's what came up for me when when uh, I did mine, my work with my with my vehicle. And Sweet. right after that, my vehicle, it was as though okay, it, it literally it just seemed like my vehicle breathed and. There was nothing wrong with it anymore. So really, it was me. And when I, when you tune in, uh, well, for me, it was the tune in was to hear what it's speaking to me about me. Right. I'm cool. Nice work. <laughs> that's cool. Nice work. Nice languaging about forgiveness. That's it's clear you've been doing your work, and uh, we're glad to be here to support you and be on the team. And of course, anytime that there's a thought or a question that we can support you with, we'd love for you to push one. <laughs> I love the show. And, 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 and if you don't, once in a while, we'll, we'll bring you in anyway. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's really uh, amazing how I did. I have my ear earbud in my ear, and I know I didn't touch anything. So uh, maybe that was supposed to happen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it's nice yeah. to say hello and blessings. Same to you and Jeannie and everyone else on the All call. Right. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Donna. So the next caller is area code 765. Is this Sunny? Yes, it's Sunny. Well, hey there, young lady. How are you today? Uh, much better. <laughs> you were moving some big layers last week. Wow. What's that? I say you were moving some big layers last week when we talked. Yes, and um, I, a bunch more this last Wednesday, and then... Um, Yesterday I got up, I was, you know, I'm so grateful for your work because I didn't let it in my mind that the experience I seem to have been having the night before, uh, physical spasm stuff, um, did not carry over and become anything like it has in the past. So I did not let it happen to me again, Michael. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Nothing like processing through the energy. Yes, and um, I just got to say that, you know, thank you, Rex. And the last caller, I, they, that opened a whole other perspective in the area of work that I want to pay some attention to on the, um, yeah, the vehicle performing in re- direct reflection with whatever we have going on within ourselves and then the identity of of our things to ourselves. That's That's wonderful. I love the radio show in a way that it, it helps us all reflect. Um, primarily today, I touched one because I have invited a friend of mine that um, I've come to know 
through Facebook and through my artwork, um, who I'm hoping is able to listen. I texted her before the call to let her know and texted her the number again. So I kind of wanted to give her an example of how real this it, this is and how touchable and you know tangible it truly is. Um, I caught very briefly because of the events and happenings here. I heard you say one day last week or earlier in the week, you made mention of a Wednesday production you want to start on healing addiction. And that we, we should yesterday. have a guest speaker. The day before yesterday. Or truly. I say we started the day before yesterday. Yes, truly. Okay, so we're giving her confirmation if she's listening or I can pass it on that you are doing that on Wednesdays. And I'm very grateful for that. Um you know, with the cigarette thing and the addictive tendencies in my generations. And um, God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who, um, and I think that is awesome, especially for, you know, this while. But um, I'm delighted, yeah. and if you haven't listened to Wednesday's show, or if she hasn't, it was a really nice melding, I think, of the principles uh, that we're working with here. And then Dr. Stephen Androcki came on with some of the medical perspectives in the process, and Dr. Him, Tim had some input. And, and uh, so it was just uh, a nice uh, platform uh, to follow up on the platform we created. You know, it was like just, okay, let's go up one more step uh, from what we created a couple of weeks ago when we did the, I think it was seven seven day series on addiction, and so we're going to make this a regular Wednesday item, regular Wednesday happening. Awesome! And how many weeks you anticipate this going on, or just where you've been e- having Eternity any works for me. Very good, very good. So yes, and I'm really kind of hoping that. Um, you know, the last caller was from Massachusetts. My friend I speak of is from Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, this kind of networking and finding support closer to Indiana. So um, I, I'm really grateful for all that you do. I cannot, you know, I really just to agree and confirm what Rex has said. Um, thank you. God bless you. And, um, as for me, I am still working with the last mind shifter that you gave me and um, um, just kind of working through these layers of physical stuff and I don't interpret things as I did years ago because of your work. Um, I don't take it so personally. Yeah, exactly. And you just, just offered me a whole new way of of conducting my life and responding to adversity in my world and anything that just is anything that, unlike love, I'm able to run a gravity check on it because I have this little voice, this little Michael voice in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I will uh, put the credit where the credit's due. I had the blessing of getting to tap into the first century Aramaic words and teachings of Yeshua, and that's the root of it all. Uh, I wish my mind were bright enough to have figured all this out. It didn't, uh, but I got to hang around with it long enough and often enough. You know, I love what uh, what Einstein said, is uh, that he was no brighter than anybody else. He just stayed with the problem longer, and to have stayed with and and you know, in a, in a sense, in some some cases, by becoming a teacher, I forced myself to keep my nose to the grindstone, which I probably wouldn't have done otherwise, of being with his words, being with his his thoughts from the first century, and then bring them into the classroom over and over and over, and as a result of that, being able to bring them in more and more deeply into my life, and and I'm I'm in full agreement with uh, with Rex's earlier assessment. I don't think anybody on the globe has ever put together a uh, as comprehensive a way of living inside of the way the eternal energy forces of the universe works than Yeshua did. And uh, so I'm, I am as full of appreciation as you are for this work because that's where it comes from. That's where the uh, accolades are, uh, are due. Certainly not to me. I'm, I'm delighted to be uh, accepted and, and acknowledged as uh, uh, having assembled the understanding and the practice of it. And, you know, I, I had a, uh, a blessing in my early education. I was in the electronics field and, you know, when you, 
either designed or built or repaired a piece of electronic equipment, it really didn't matter what your philosophy was. It came off the other end of the bench. It had to work. (laughs) So taking those Aramaic teachings and then having that mindset of, okay, how do we get this into a form? And that has been my ongoing continuous study. How can we get this into a form where we can hand this tool to someone else in a way that it's usable to them? You know, if I hand a, a bulldozer to somebody and they don't have any idea where to put the key, I haven't done them any, any service. But if we can hand them just even a little spade and show them where to dig the hole, then, you know, the the work is going to move forward. And so, I uh, I feel as blessed by it as you, for sure. And I, I really, I want to thank you, too. I mean, Dr. Tim mentioned, and I did not hear that, that day's show of, of your mention of things that you are still personally working on. And I want to thank you for your humility and your truth and that, you know, yes, we revere you, we love you, we respect you, but you're still human and you are very quick to <laughs> just be among us and and be real because yeah, I mean I don't know of any of us who are walking on water yet and um I love you and uh, you're beautiful. <laughs> and the, I appreciate it. Uh, and, of tools and, and yesterday get, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I I'm I'm laughing because as you say that um uh if you you know, and, and you'd have to listen to this yesterday's show to uh, to understand it because I shared a major healing process that I went through. But um, shortly after the trigger occurred, if you've been watching me out the window of my car, you wouldn't have had many of those things to say about me at that moment as that next layer came up for me. So, you know, we're all just in this together. And uh, when you realize the depth of work that needs to be done, what we're really inviting people in to do. You know, when we, when the scriptures talk about the genetic understanding that the energies that don't belong in us are passed down from four generations of this is a specific number they speak of. And yet, of course, where did the fourth generation back get theirs? Who got theirs from the previous four, the previous four were really inviting people to deal with the patterns of literally you know, who knows how many people ultimately when you look at our genetic bloodline, you know, when when you realize that in a simple 30 generations or 1.7 billion people, where do those inclinations, those thoughts, those feelings, those behaviors, those those propensities to speak and think and act in a certain way come from, but from that literal multi-generational database that we call uh, a body-mind unit and to really do the upgrades on that device because it is a device that makes it a fit vehicle for the truth of who we are to express in the world is a major, major project. And so we're, that's what we're here to support and be part of. Yes, and I'll just share very briefly, Michael, and I'm breathing. Um you know when you're like you're in the presence of of beauty or greatness and just total awe, you know it'll. You mean when you look in the mirror? You mean like when you look in the mirror? Okay, I got you. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just um, periodically when I I feel that I've just stepped so close to to I guess um, truth, beauty, life. Um, my tear ducts have absolutely no problem with activating, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I love that that purge. I don't know if it's part of um, I got personal acceptance that what I admire so much about you is where deep hidden within myself as well, and I cannot thank you enough for reflecting and sharing and imparting that power in. Glad to be on the the team. The grace and beauty that you have attained and reflect is is magnificent, and I cannot thank you enough. Because it is truly saving and, you know, changing and and truly saving lives. Because I don't know where I might have been without you when my mind was not truly consciously available to me. And, um, thank you. 
Glad to be on the team, young lady. Makes sense of what I couldn't get a hold of all by myself, and I thank you for being there. uh, I understand. Nothing like a little help from our friends. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I'm really excited for my friend. I hope she is listening and uh, just realizes how personally empowering... um, the personal empowerment that is offered here and the strength and the love and support from total strangers that become your family and all of you. I love you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Because we're all, all right, in this we together. Accept. All right. Take care. Blessings. Bye-bye. God bless you, honey. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Okay, so we're down to about four minutes, so we've got time for another question. If there's anybody out there with a hand up or anything happening in the chat room, Jeannie? No other hands are up, so if somebody presses one, you've got time for a quick question. Okay. Dr. Tim, you have any thoughts, anything to add to the uh, conversation? And is your mute button on, or maybe you're not there? He's still there. Okay. Perhaps distracted by something in the office. Well, I'm going to just then, uh, if there are no other hands up, I'll just uh, do a a brief commercial for the fact that we do have a couple of spaces left in the Laws of Living Intensive. If you're ready to do it, it starts on the 18th of February. We've got this awesome, beautiful house in uh, Orlando. If you're up in winter and you want to get away, it's a good place to be. You've got a hand up, sweetie? Let's see who it is. Yes, area code 779, you're on the air. It's me, and I, and I don't know I don't know what's happening with the phones today. But my, I have, I've been okay. here the whole time. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> and my input is the uh, October 14th show from last year. That's... Go there, listen to that. There's a six or ten minute segment in that show about putting people on a pedestal or the actual, uh, you know, uh, the, using people as a role model. And that's my input. It's uh, okay. the best I've ever talked about it in all my years of talking about it. And I'm I'm cool. grateful for the work. And that that's my input. I don't know what's happening with the phones. <laughs> <laughs> Seven seven nine. Okay, I haven't heard of that area code before. <laughs> so you're coming me. through with seven seven nine, and I had I didn't have that number down for you, so I yeah, didn't it, recognize it, you. Yeah, it's not supposed to happen that way. It's supposed to be the eight one five. So I'll look into it at this end before next Monday. Okay. So do you have a seven seven nine number? Apparently, we added a, we added an extra phone line recently, but they're all supposed to show up as our 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 main office number. So, ah, uh, I see. Okay. And apparently, and they so used got to a new, new new area you know, code I've, up there, then, sir. I've been calling in on this number with this phone line for the last four or five weeks, and it showed up hmm. as eight one five. Interesting. So, all right. Well. Thank you for all of your support and for being here. We're actually going to, uh, I think, get a little bit of rest time in and then finish loading the van, and we're driving to Orlando. So if everybody would hold travel blessings for us and for everybody who will be uh, either driving or flying in over the weekend, we start on Monday evening with uh, with dinner and then a nine-day that turns into a 16-day Codependence to interdependence intensive. And as I was saying earlier, if you're ready to go to the next level, that one's full, but uh, there are a couple of spaces in Laws of Living. So come and play. It's a it's a deep, deep, powerful experience. So in the meantime, create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. Appreciation to everybody who participates, listening or speaking. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.yagain.com. 
Y-A-G-A-I-N.com.